The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. She's been aggressive, she's been technical, she's been a threat on the ground, that's not the feet. We're going to meet in the middle, let's do it, let's bang. Mackenzie Dunn! Gordon has been the one in round three who's been pressing, who's been going forward, who's been really trying to take the fight to Joe Selecki. Joe's a big, strong grappler, but I've been grappling a long time. Jared West Gordon! Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered, where two friends, one who promises to send clips to another friend and forgets, uh, will walk you through today's episode my friend matt forgot to send me yeah it's true jimmy it's true and uh it's not intentional i know you know what i remembered just now literally just now when i said it when you said it (laughs) i go oh i'm that friend i'm the guy that forgets things and uh, um and i'm gonna look i'm gonna look after this all right i was at the school this morning my wife's like, you, you sound a little nasally. I go, I don't know. Do I sound a little? A little bit hoarse, yeah. A little nasally, like you might have a little blocked up or a little uh, cold starting. <laughs> a little bit. I tried to do a horse. I, is that, what was that, a horse? It didn't sound like a horse at all. It was like a dinga. Excuse me. I tried. When you said you sounded a little hoarse, there was my green light to try to be comical. So I tried to do a... I don't know how to do a horse thing, horse. Sure. But I tried to Not do the it. the front part of the horse, at least. <laughs> you call me a horse's ass? I'm not, no. I meant the midsection. Jimmy. What'd you do? I sound like I, I don't uh, I sound like I'm going, yeah. You do a, do a horse's thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Thank if you I very much. It would it would have uh, it would have been silly, but I, didn't I have do- to do that or I can't come. All right, <laughs> we have Jared Gordon will be on the show today. Mackenzie Dern uh, promoting. I saw Tom Aspinall yesterday. We didn't talk, um, but he was throwing some very heavy kicks and punches, just doing a little pad work. Um, and you could hear it all over the gym when that guy fucking kicks something. You you hear it on different floors in the gym. It's incredible. I thought you said he was throwing shade. No, no, no. He was training, so I didn't say anything to him. But uh, just watching him kind of casually hit and kick pads. Are you talking about at Hensel Gracie's uh, academy? I am. I am indeed, yeah. Yeah, a lot of fighters, they use Hensel's because it's like a block away from Penn Station, Madison Square Garden. You know, So you're probably going to see a lot of faces. Perfect, yeah. You ever go up to him and go, hi, I'm Jimmy. I, 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 I'm I, the other half of UFC Unfiltered. I would have said hello, but I didn't because I was upstairs with Jamie doing Muay Thai, and he was downstairs, and by the time I finished, he was gone. But I wouldn't bother him while he was punching. But afterwards, I would say hello, sure. You know what's not a good, nice place to have a zit? Look at this through my nose. I can't even. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's right on the center right here. It sure is. 
Well, if Christmas Eve comes, at least you know you'll have a... <laughs> stinger. I like when you hit a stinger once in a while. Look, there. I'm not immune to a good bomb once in a while. Hey, <laughs> hey Matt, we didn't talk either. Before, uh, who's I, I, Mackenzie's fighting Je- uh, Jessica Andrade, and uh, Jared is fighting Marco Madsen, um, who uh, he is coming off a sub-loss, but uh, he's looked incredible before that. Uh, we didn't talk about the last card. We did preview a bit. Let's just touch on it. I think I mentioned Nicholas Dalby. uh, Win against Gabriel Bonfim was so impressive because he was in such fucking trouble. And to watch what he came back and did in the uh, the end of the second round, he just doesn't get tired. Um, Bonfim is a great fighter. It was his first loss, and uh, Nicholas just did not stop coming at him. It really was... Uh, just a, what 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 a guy with that type of cardio uh, can do, and I didn't realize he was known for the the cardio that he is. But it was like watching a larger Marab. Uh, he just kept coming, and that was a great fight. And he would take shots. I mean, look, Bonfim has a fucking a jaw on him too because he took a lot of shots, um, and he was just giving elbows and throwing elbows. What a great fight, man! Fantastic fight. You got to give it up for him. And also, I want to add. That was phenomenal, first of all. Yeah. Uh, Angela Hill is such a studly girl. Mm-hmm. She just, you know, she beat uh, Denise Gomez, and uh, she's just on point, man. She just does not look to be getting uh, slowing down at all. Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes she, oh, she, oh, look at that. Angela Hill tied uh, Joanna Josechek and Carla Asparza's straw rate wins record, which is wow. a lot. 11 wins. Wow. That one must end. How about this? She should maybe have more because I think she got robbed a few on a few calls. A couple of the split decisions. Yeah. Oh, I think more than once Angela Hill was wronged by the judges. That's what I'll say. And I'll say it proudly. Uh, let's talk about that main event. Cause we didn't talk about it. Let's uh, oh yeah. The uh, Derek Lewis against Jalton Almeida. I, I didn't think it was a particularly look, look. I understand that he was giving away 30 pounds to Lewis, too. And if you let Lewis up, he can explode. He's a very, and he did get up a few times. Uh, but he just, he's got great submission defense, it seems. But Almeida, Matt, at times, you, like he was just on top of him and he was breathing the way I breathe when I'm rolling with a blue belt. Like just with, yeah. it looked like pure fucking exhaustion. Yeah. Uh, and like he didn't have the energy to, to try a choke. What did you think? Uh, it's, I, I feel that, uh, yes, I mean, he, he might've been even more tired than he looks and that's a problem, but like, I feel when it was early on and he's getting some of these positions and again, it's Derek Lewis and I don't know how tired he was, but you gotta, when you get these positions, it's not just about gathering points for a, a competition Say, all right, I got points. I'm mounted. I'm way ahead. I passed this guard. I, it, it's why are you getting those points? Why are you getting the, the, that position? You're getting the most points in a jiu-jitsu competition, usually if it's the old school way, uh, for the best position in a fight. But why is it the best position in a fight? Forget about the submissions. When you're mounted, that's all you need. You could be beating the living shit out of the person on bottom. Now, let's say you guy can take a beating. Just and You have to put some nasty shots in there, at least to... to um, to make an impression, to let this guy know that this is going to be a long night. If you're up there, you're mounted, and you just got double wrist control, or you just and you're not giving the guy punching him once in a while. The guy's not even going to fear the mount. I mean, no. And also, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Those. Sorry, but they didn't break. Normally, they would break it up. It was it. It was it. Uh, Mark uh, uh, Goddard, I thought, was the ref, if I remember correctly. Come on, guys, let's work. But it seems like they're not going to stand you up when you're in mount. Like that's a really <laughs> tall order. Rightfully so. You can't. Yeah, it's hard to pull a guy off a fucking mount and stand them. But I, it's as close, I think, as I've ever seen a referee to wanting to stand a guy up at a mount. Um, we do have Mackenzie in the waiting room, too, if you want to bring her in. Let's um, do it. Jessica Andrade. Yeah. But, yeah, we could talk about that after, too, because I, I was wondering what your thoughts were. As, as a guy who's, I, again, I've been tired just mildly training, and he looked exactly like I looked, just pure exhaustion, didn't have the energy to go for a choke. 
Yeah, to add add some nasty ground and pound in there. That's the key. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah. And again, I would love to ask Jalton Almeida this. What do you think was the reason he didn't? Was he? Yeah, yeah. yeah please bring her in. Was 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 he too tired, or was he just afraid that Lewis would explode and get up? It might be a combination of both. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or or he's just transitioning still. Hi, Mackenzie. How are you? Uh, hey, how are you doing? Good. Who are you? At a diner or something? Yeah, like at a lounge. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. It looks very futuristic and bright. Maybe it's just the way it looks on camera. Is it a nice place? Yeah, it's the. It's where they have all of us staying at. They're treating us like, like celebrities here. Oh, they're treating you really well. well. We'll beep out the name of the hotel, I think, just so the fighters don't get bothered. We should beep <laughs> it out until after you guys are are gone. Uh, that's um, true. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to get hassled. Everyone knows what Mackenzie Dern is saying. So now you're fighting uh, um, Jessica Andrade. She's lost three straight, but again, that doesn't mean anything. But are you, ha like, I, I say encouraged that two of the three have been on the ground that she's lost? She's been subbed twice. Um, yeah, no, definitely it's uh, more motivating, I guess. It gives me a little more confidence that, you know, that she is, you know, she was submitted. Even, even by, like, the knockout with Young Shannon, you know, that gives me confidence too. I mean, I went five rounds at the end. Um, you know, I felt her punches, you know, I know Young hits hard, you know, and I stayed in there with her for all five rounds, you know, so it makes me feel like, okay, if she, you know, I mean, that could be just one shot too, you know, knockouts sometimes can be a little bit, you know, um, iffy, but just in general, the last three girls that she found kind of her game and everything, I feel like, it's good for me. I feel like this is a great fight for me. I feel like this is an opportunity for me to really put on a show. If I don't, I'm going to be like, ah, how did I not take advantage of this opportunity? You know? Yes. And what do you think, uh, like when you're fighting a former champion like her, and, and again, she is extremely tough. She's a little pit bull. Uh, someone fighting someone coming off three losses, what you're fighting a desperate fighter. Um, who, who is, does that concern you at all? Do you think that she's more prone to make a mistake or do you think she's going to come out in the first round with what, what are you kind of anticipating from her? Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen in like all of her fights, I've studied a lot of her fights. Um, I don't, I, I feel my endurance is, is better, you know? So I definitely think she's going to come out like trying to like kill me in the first round. Um, so it's, it's more just like being, being careful, you know, to not find that, but I feel confident with everything else, you know what I mean? <laughs> so she's someone that I can't make a mistake. It's a dangerous fight, you know, I could just get knocked out. Um, I mean, I could lose by, like, judge's decision or something like that, but she comes forward, and I go forward, too, you know what I mean? I, 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 for a grappler, that's good when they come forward, you know? So, I mean, I don't want to be – I feel more nervous for me to make a mistake than her to make a mistake because I feel like she's going to do what she – normally does in almost all of her fights you know it's just she comes forward she has that power she does her hooks you know and and usually she gets people on the cage um and i'm trying to be in this fight not get emotional you know and just say i'm a very like kind of emotional fighter you know i i come out with my like my defense all good and i look like technical and then i take like a couple punches and all of a sudden it all goes out the window you know and like <laughs> everything i train for it's like oh, okay well she goes back to just like mckenzie being mckenzie you know and i'm truly i'm really trying to show in this fight you know like that i can i can see everything you know and kind of me guide the fight you know we say like kind of she's the the bull and i'm like the bull fighter or something like that you know but <laughs> but you know the matador. The drop too. <laughs> yeah the matador well that's what yeah. they say that that's that old saying um everybody's got a plan uh until they get hit and then they yeah just, and know? then all the habits and everything right? yeah and then they just revert back to you know just fight mode. Let, let me ask you, Mackenzie. Your your dad was uh, a very uh, well known uh, competitor, uh, the great Megaton Diaz. Um, at, when you were coming up, jujitsu is great. But what about when you said when you started showing interest in fighting? Because I know your dad's a great jujitsu competitor. I'm not sure if you ever did MMA. I'm not sure if he did. But was it? I'm, it's very encouraging when you're because I have three daughters when they're doing jujitsu, but when they start to show the interest in fighting in the in MMA, it's a different animal. Was your dad just as? Well, how was your dad with you fighting? No, he's he was against it, totally oh, against it. Interesting. Yeah, he, yeah, he he didn't want me to do it. He was doing everything he could to get me like, no, look, everything you have in jujitsu. You know, I had like sponsors and I had like a good good pay. 
um, like traveling around the world, you know, like and I had a good lifestyle, you know, which is it's like, yeah. look, you know, we have the gym, you don't need to get punched in the face, you know, that's not for girls. He, he didn't, he doesn't think fighting is for girls, you know. Um, so he was totally against it. It took him like, like I even in my UFC, I'd had like five fights and LFA and Victa, those things he didn't, he never saw me like fight live. Um, and then I fought in the UFC, he didn't see my my debut. Then he went to Rio. He was there, but he wasn't in my corner. And then finally, he got into my corner. And then I kind of, and then I think he's like, okay, I I might as well like teach her the best and support her, you know. Then, yeah. but it wasn't that he doesn't support me, you know. But I mean, I now I know. I mean, I have a daughter too, so I'm like trying to fight just so she doesn't have to fight, you know. But of course, yeah. I'm gonna try and I don't know motivate her to do something else. But if she decides to fight, I'm gonna give her all the tools and investment I can to help her have as much success as possible you know so now he's like my biggest fan he goes and he sees rampage rampage you should put her on your podcast on a uh, podcast. you know he's like my biggest supporter uh, well you mentioned to being an emotional fighter and you said you want to kind of show them that you can have you ever like when you're fighting have you ever gotten into your own head and done something because you're like no i want to show them uh as opposed to can that be dangerous to do? Like, is it dangerous if you're thinking too much about, I want to show them I can do this instead of just kind of doing what makes the most sense for you in that moment? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's, that's like one of my biggest battles when I'm in there, you know, like I, I'm, ba- I'm barely fighting the fighters. That's why I'm so happy that in this fight, I feel like with the training and everything, I'm going to actually be fighting Jessica. And I feel like Jessica is um, a less scarier fighter than myself, you know, like than my own head and my own thoughts that go, during on the fight you know when i'm in the fight i'm i'm just i'm thinking so much you know i'm thinking about you know getting the submission i'm thinking about me i'm not getting the takedown i'm getting frustrated i'm thinking like oh do i am i is this a boring fight you know like oh she keeps running away how am i you know what i mean like if I, I'm, I have so many thoughts in my own mind you know that i end up not even just letting all the training flow you know and all the hard work and everything like that so my i'm always fighting against myself in the fight and i feel like we finally got to a place where in this fight i'm finally fighting the ad the my opponent and the opponent's trying to scare you as your own head you know you're right. you're, you're your own demons you know ah shit yeah jimmy's a little demon but uh let me <laughs> mckenzie sorry jimmy uh did you by chance see the um almeida lewis fight over the weekend almeida lewis uh, was in Brazil? Jalen Ahmed against uh, oh, Dark yeah, Lewis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, now, Almeida's very good jujitsu guy. When you first transitioned over, was it hard for you to let those fists fly? In other words, on the floor. Sometimes we're so used to when you come over from sport BJJ to MMA, you're getting your positions and but you're not getting mounted, really letting go because you're just not used to it. What was your take on him getting these very dominant positions, being in mount and everything else over 20 minutes, I believe, of control time? And, and not, not throwing punches, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you, it, was it, I mean, I don't know. What was your take on that? Yeah, it was frustrating, you know, because I mean, I know, I know in the end, a win is a win and it's good to be, and I know what it's like because. I mean, I went through that transition too, you know, where, yes. you know, they'd be like, you can punch. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I can punch, you know, but we kind of feel a little bit, you know, it's not for who's really from sport jiu-jitsu, you know, you kind of, it takes a little bit for you to get the right adjustments. But yeah. since I, since I learned how to use my jiu-jitsu for the right things, like ground and pound, and as she's turning, I just get her back with my legs, but still keep grounding and pounding, you know, and have that control of jiu-jitsu, but with the ground and pound. Now, when I see a fight like that, I mean, I think it's like, man, it's so boring. And it's so like, I feel like you could do so much more damage. You know what I mean? And he, I mean, he won the fight. So in the end, a win is a win. But I feel like it would have been way more impactful if he could get that ground and pound because he has the control, you know, his mouth and this and just elbows and knees. And then a submission comes, you know, it's way easier. Is there a part of you guys as jujitsu fighters that not that it's cheating, you know, it's not cheating, but is there a part of you guys that avoids those in the beginning? Because you're like, I want to take them out just purely using jujitsu and strangle them. Or do you think it's just not being used to being able to throw punches? Yeah, I think it's just the, the more like natural um, instincts, you know, like you fall on the ground, you know, or kind of like pole guard or something. And, you know, you think like the chances that they're, they're your, your opponents used to, I don't know, in the trainings or sparring, getting punched. 
they're probably a little more comfortable then you know maybe they're they have more adrenaline and stuff when we're attacking submissions so you think your chances you know are going to be more attacking the submissions you know but um when you get to the top guys like i mean i felt that in the beginning of my career a lot of girls would tap i mean it was tight the submissions but i could i could feel that they wouldn't even like really try to defend you know because they were already you know they were already like like oh sure she has a submission and you know now like for the top five the champions man don't let that don't let it break you know they don't even care you know it's like they're gonna give it all so it's like you got to really kind of wear them down and make it easier you know what i mean like kind of mess up their thinking so they're not thinking good especially if you're doing five rounds you know that's what i understood more now is get their body tired make it so they're not punching as much get their arms tired all that plays a part you gotta soften them up, soften them up for the kill. Yeah, soften them up. Yeah, totally. Lewis seems like a very, uh, but his submission defense is definitely better. I mean, he was getting out of some tough positions. It was like he he was attempting to submit him, and Lewis, you know, again, in, impressive. But I, I thought there was just maybe he was afraid. We talked about him bucking up because Lewis is so strong, but uh, yeah, he just looked like he was. I thought he might be really, really tired, but maybe you guys are right. It might have been more the lack of being used to being able to drop elbows and fists yeah i don't know i mean yeah i mean but he's a big guy he's pretty round you know so maybe he wasn't having like the right control that he wanted to feel comfortable to like really right now because you know when they kind of bump you and stuff it's kind of hard to you have to you have to train the ground and pound you know people think it's like i mean i've been training ground and pound for like five years and i look like just like like I'm like throwing these like con balls or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, and I felt like I was being so aggressive. And just now my last camp where I'm learning like positioning and it really how impactful in the hand, you know what I mean? And how to make your hand. It's, it's, it's all part of the sport. You know, it's crazy. That's why it's so much fun and just got to keep, but I think he'll learn. I think he'll watch back on my fight and his coach is like, look, you could have hit here and here and here. And he'll realize the fight would have been even easier for him, you know, like maybe a bonus and stuff like that. Maybe he watched the uh, Derek Lewis versus Roy Nelson and him getting out from Roy Nelson over and over and probably getting yeah. and started to you know poop himself. Who knows? Listen, he's got Derek Lewis is a scary guy. Yeah. Oh, yes, I, I know. This crap on Almeida. He did get the win. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And that's a, I, I think that's a big thing that we see in a lot of fighters. You know, like sometimes even with the striking, you know, like to like hit and move, hit and move and. You know, sometimes you feel like they didn't do too much, you know, but they didn't enough to win. And yeah. I think, you know, it, you you have that balance between the fighters that it's like, it's more important to win no matter how, you know, and the fighters are like there to like, just fight whatever, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that are kind of more the fighters of, you know, more show kind of thing, you know? So you have yeah. that mix of, of, of styles. Did you always have such an aggressive game in your jiu-jitsu alone? Because when you're in your guard, you're one of the few fighters where I'd be like, yo, if it gets too hairy, you could jump guard. Your guard is so aggressive where, boom, you're down, then ding, 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 you're on top. If you don't get the uh-huh. submission, you're threatening so much that it's going to break unless they give you the top position, which I love. When I watch Spaghetti, when I watch you, I'm like, oh, I love it. Uh-huh. Was it always so aggressive? It's frustrating when I see a, a fight and the guy's just keeping a closed guard, it's like, dude, what are you, you just hoping for a, a stand-up? Like, if you don't have fantastic takedown defense, the next best thing is just a just dangerous, dangerous guard. Offensive. So did you always have such an offensive bottom game? Yeah, always. I've, I've always been very, like, um, submission, um, submission, uh, how to say, oriented, uh, base, like, fo- yeah. yeah, focus, you know, always, um, always going, going, going. That's why I always like in my mind, oh, I don't, I feel like I'm being a boring fighter. I don't want to be a champion like this, you know, then when I do lose the bell eventually or stop the fight or something, everyone's just going to forget about me. And mm-hmm. I feel like I did, I put so much work in here just to be yeah. forgotten. as soon as I stop, you know, I don't want to be a fighter like that. I want to be like fighter that's remembered, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm always like concerned about it. And then I realized, Oh, but that's my style, you know. My style is forward and fast pace and trying to trying to finish, you know. Um, from jujitsu, I think that's why um, I had like a lot of um, fans in jujitsu and and in MMA too, you know. So definitely, I'm like I'm. They my coaches they tell, tell me like, oh, don't be on the bottom. But even when I pull guard, it's kind of like it's with intent to or submit or reverse or get the back or some sweep or something. Shoot, yeah. There's a time and a place. Yes, yeah. 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 
I don't I don't get worried when you hit bottom. I I, I get worried when they're I, I get worried for them is what I get yeah. worried. <laughs> no, and I mean it's different, right? When they're like fresh, you know, and you know they're they're good. Imagine even me that has a good guard, you know, like if I have a good girl that's like round and pound and good control, it it could be dangerous, you know. So maybe wait for second, third round, you know. <laughs> well, you're on the main card. Uh, you guys are the uh, you and uh, Jessica are the featured bout on this massive card at Madison Square Garden. That's got to feel great uh, to know that the UFC has such belief in you uh, that they're giving you such a tremendous spot on the main card at such a huge, uh, main, the main card at, at a huge uh, venue like this. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's such a big opportunity. It's something that I asked for. I asked for a former champion. I asked to be in Madison Square Garden. Um, so they're like, okay, you want that here? Well, let's see what you do with it. I'm like, oh, shoot, you know? But um, yeah, it's really, it's really good. Um, I'm excited. I was really stoked to be on the card with John, jo John Jones, you know, unfortunately he, he yeah. hurt his shoulder, you know, but um, yeah, you can just feel like the energy here, the vibe. It's, it's really safe. Well, look, right. Mackenzie, uh, we always love watching you fight and congratulations on such a, a huge platform against a very, very dangerous opponent, three losses or whatever. She's still Jessica Andrade. So uh, have a great fight on Saturday and uh, we'd love to, this, this is your sixth time on our show. So I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Yay. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. Always good talking with you guys. Okay. Thank you, Mackenzie. Yeah. Bye. All the best. Both in and out of the octagon, UFC fighters only trust Thorne to fuel their performance. That's because Thorne ensures athletes won't test positive for over 200 banned substances. As UFC's official sports performance nutrition partner over the last three years, Thorn uses the cleanest ingredients and their labels are fully transparent. Here's what UFC Senior Vice President of Athlete Health and Performance Jeff Nowitzki has to say. This is important not only for the elite UFC professional athlete, but also for the general consumer as well. Ensuring what they're taking has exactly what it says on the label is safe and science and research backed. Now, like Jeff says, Thorne supports athletes of all ages in every stage of their game, from professional athletes to athletic professionals. UFC only trusts Thorne. You should, too. Find out why at Thorne, that's T-H-O-R-N-E dot com. Thorne, T-H-O-R-N-E dot com. Use the promo code UFC10. That's UFC10. Purchase today and see why you only want Thorne in your corner. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah, that's a huge spot, Matt. That's a huge spot. Hey, I've said it before. One of my favorite to watch. Like her jujitsu mm -hmm. is it's top notch. You yeah. say that I wasn't talking about you. What? I said, like I I go, I said it before, one of my favorite to watch, and you said thank you. I wasn't talking about you. No, 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 but I mean you probably saw me today uh rolling and I was uh, talking about doing my kimuras and how I was I was really doing good form kimuras. 
and then I was doing some good collar chokes. I thought that's what you were referring to, my collar chokes. I went over an old school um, collar choke, um, clock choke today. Clock choke was clock choke is nasty, bro. But my, my, you know, we have a modified clock choke which I like. And then what I'm, is the clock choke? Yeah, when the guy's in turtle position, and just I'll, I'll let you know where the clock choke really got, where, where it really became infamous, is when Hoist Gracie, after his UFC stint, he was going, he went back and took a jujitsu match versus this guy while it is mall. It's called him Valigi, Valigi. Valigi, whatever. He was a Colson Gracie guy. Uh, he so they they had this jujitsu match, and he got hoist through him. But anyway, he went to he got on top. The guy got on top while it, and he ended up getting hoist while hoist in turtle position, in a clock choke. So he's on all fours. You get the arm around the neck. The other one's underneath, holding the wrist or the other other collar, and then they put all their weight on your shoulder. When you're on all fours and they stretch and they walk their hands like the hand on a clock. And next thing you know, Hoist went to sleep. Uh, now you might say, well, it put the Gracie to sleep. That's a pretty, you know, that looks like a legit choke. And then you then you go in um a little bit before that or after that, I think, in a jiu-jitsu competition, the great Hoyler Gracie. Now look, granted, it was the absolute division. He was going versus another great jiu-jitsu competitor named Mario Sperry. I don't know if you ever heard of that guy. I've heard the name, yeah. Oh, the Zen Machine, they used to call him. But uh, very good jiu-jitsu player. And big, a lot heavier than Hoyler. He put Hoyler in the clock choke. Another Gracie got put to sleep. Wow. So, yeah, clock choke doesn't suck, you know? I'd like to be shown that. Yeah, I'll show it to you. And then when you're sleeping and wake up, I'll go, do you know what time it is? I'd probably tap. I'd tap with the little hand. Foot, foot, foot. I was doing the whole, you know what time it is because the clock. I know. I was just. You know, I thought that, you know. I I didn't know what to do with it. Jimmy. We're waiting for our pal, Jared Gordon. Um, What do you think? This is a. What do you think? Uh, Yuri Prohovska against Alex Bejeda is a great. I'm, I'm, to be very honest. I am more excited for Pavlovich Aspinall. Like, what a great co-main main event combination. Uh, the light heavyweight and heavyweight uh, belts, really. I mean, this is for the interim heavyweight belt while Jones recovers. And this is for the, uh, the light heavyweight title. Prohaska is, uh, gave up the belt when he had an injury. So what do you think, Matt? What do you think against uh, Yuri against Alex Pajeda? Ooh, I was watching some of the countdown earlier, and Yuri is just all over the place. But I mean, is Alex? He's he's seen it all, man. He's he's glory kickboxing champion. I mean, he's got what has he not seen? You know what I mean. So I think it's really going to take place standing up. Wow, I mean, Yuri's all over the place. You've seen him get hit, but still come forward. Sure. I think Alex Pereira is going to find his home stand, and I think maybe he'll find that left hook. And uh, I'm going to say, and I like Yuri a lot. Man, I don't know. Yuri's nasty standing up too. But uh, I'm thinking about what he did to, um, what's his name? To Shara or? Broken? He did fight him. He fought. uh, Yes, Uzma. It was Dominic Reyes before that, and then then, uh, Vulcan before him. But I feel Alex a little bit more measured than those guys. And I'm not shit on those guys, obviously. Sure. Alex Pereira is very measured, calm. I mean. Minus 130 favorite. Alex is? Yeah. Well, now you're making me go the other way. Well, you say Alex is a favorite. Yeah, but now you're making me go for the underdog. Well, let me ask you. Alex has only fought once at light heavyweight, and that was against Blahovich, right? That's his only light heavyweight fights against a split decision. Um, hey, Jimmy, I'm playing a new video game. Light heavyweight. What, what's that? I got ADD. Okay. I'm playing a new video game. Let me tell you. I'll tell you about it after this pick. Sure, sure. I want to keep uh, everybody, because I only talk about pop one. Yeah. But this one's a different that We'll talk about it after. I don't want to interject with, you know, nerdy shit. What do you think 
what? Uh, Prohaska might win this fight. I mean, he's again, oh. he's a natural light heavyweight. Again, Pajeda's a big guy. They say he struggled to make middleweight, so you can't always tell. Um, I'm gonna. Pereira. I think Prohaska wins this fight. I said Pereira third round KO. Oh my goodness! I said that. I think Yuri is able to move and stay away enough to get a decision. Izzy was almost uh, until that fifth, but I, I think. Uh, uh, Prohaska, his movement, and I think his speed. I mean, I don't care who wins. I like both of these guys, but I think Yuri finds a way to win it by decision. Not throwing in the glove effect, Now, not throwing in the glove factor. All right. What is it? What is the Glover factor? Well, you think that they train together. I know. And Pajeda trains with, with Glover. And he might be fighting for Glover, who too. Beat and he, Glover? Who beat Glover? Of course he did. We all know he submitted him. You so, don't all know that. Your Pahovsky's last fight was with Teixeira. Um, Sorry, just, that's my way of letting the audience know what's going oh, on. Oh, okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah. We didn't plan that. Jimmy. Pavlovich Aspinall. What do you think? Number two against number four. Neither one of these guys believes that the second round exists. Um, they both just like to get the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, Sergey just knocking. I mean, Blades, Tui Vasa, uh, Derek Lewis, uh, Abdurakimov, Maurice Green. I mean, he has dropped some big, strong, powerful guys in the first round. And uh, with the exception of the uh, Curtis Blades uh, uh, fight, which was the uh, the injury, Thomas Aspinall. Second round submission. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's hard I'm, to. I'm going to say rear naked show. But I'm going second round sub, Tom Aspinall. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, Three snaps. I, I just don't know how Sergey will be. Again, you're fighting. One of the best fighters in the world. Does he get a hold of him in the first, or is Aspinall able to stay away? And is his movement able to? Because once Sergey seems to, once he lands, he stops you with one punch. It just seems like that's that's it. You know, he just he pummels. He fights like a like, a, like and I say this with respect, like a dock worker, like just giant, booming, horrible punches. Um, but if you're able to avoid that, what does he look like in the second halfway through his second round? Does he get tired? Um, I mean, a part of me wants to take Pavlovich in the first. With again, well, part, I, of you, I, well, part of you is going to make the pick, Jimmy. Um, Matt, Jimmy, don't you lose that number? No, I'm, I'm not rooting against Aspinall. I, I like Tom more. We've interviewed him. Well, it's not about rooting for people. I know. I think Pavlovich gets it done, and I oh. think that I think he does it in the first round. Right. So you're rooting against Tom? No problem. That's not true. Um, you're rooting against Sergey. You want to be? I am. I am. <laughs> I stand by my picks. Okay, Jared Gordon is in the waiting. Let's bring in Jared. Yeah, man. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is sponsored by V Chain, official blockchain partner of UFC. As 2023 approaches its end, this is your chance to experience the ultimate fighting championship like never before with the V-Chain community. Don't miss your opportunity to immerse yourself in the full UFC experience during the last pay-per-view of the year, UFC 296 in Las Vegas this December. Enter for a chance to win by visiting www.vchaingiveaway.com. Now, V-Chain is just letter V, letter E, chain, vchaingiveaway.com between October 18th and November the 24th. Digital technologies are the future and VeChain is building their foundations with advanced blockchain technology. VeChain helps people, companies, societies unite their efforts by contributing to tackling sustainability challenges together. By connecting blockchain technology with real world action, VeChain makes it possible to capture the value generated by data allowing people and businesses to be rewarded for positive environmental actions, which creates a powerful incentive mechanism for change. To learn more about VeChain, visit www.vchain.org. That's V-E-C-H-A-I-N.org. Will you follow them on X? That's the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. We call it X on this show. VeChain Official. 
Yes. I got you, man. Okay, buddy. What's How you up, doing? Darren? You're outside in this cold ass weather. What a that's a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing right, that you're outside? You Good, buddy. Why are you not inside somewhere? Because my wife had to get her pants hemmed uh, for the for the fights on Saturday night, and we walked over here, and I'm like, oh, I have an interview. So we set up in this park. Chill. Nice. Yeah, dude, man. You got your New York hat on. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Now, Jared, you don't you don't look for no easy fights, but then again, you yourself are no easy fight. You're fighting Marco Madsen. How did this come about? They just called uh, you. Said, Fuck yeah. They just called me. That's about as it, right? Short that was it. I'm like, now, I said yes. Is there any part of you? It's in the past to feel like, fuck, man, I thought we were going to run that shit back with Patty. Honestly, like, um, the lowest form of conversation is remember when. So, nah, that's right. I'm fucking over it, bro. You should be. This fight here, I think when I win, I think will set me up for something big. So, you know, I'm chomping at the bit to get to top 15 for a minute now. And um, I think I know when I beat this guy that I'll deserve one. So, okay. So you're looking forward and like, are you now, are you someone that like, uh, cause it was just been some bad luck lately, which does happen. I mean, you've looked really good. So do you take that and go like, Hey man, I fought really well. And then you can't control everything. Are you able to kind of move forward and be positive? Cause like you did what you were supposed to do. Yeah, it would, be, it would be one thing if I was just going out there and getting my ass kicked and getting outclassed, and then I'd be like, all right, maybe I should think about doing something else. But I'm winning these fights. Like, I I clearly won the, the Patty fight, and I, I was beating Bobby Green. And then, I, you know, and then that happened. So, you know, everybody's like, yo, you're doing – you look great. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's just stuff that's out of my control, and that's – that's life, though, right? Shit happens sure. all the time where you can't can't control it. So, dude, you're all about perseverance. Now, let me tell you, Mark Madsen, that dude's got some fucking abs, but he is fucking knocking on 40's door. I'm just letting you know. If I was in your <laughs> 40, I mean, if I was in your corner, and I know you're 35, but like Jimmy points out all the time, I was knocking out Trigger at 35. I mean, yes, he was. Thank you, yeah. Jimmy. But my thing is. With, with, with Madsen pushing 40, dude, that's got to give you a little extra something. A little, yeah. If I'm in your corner, man, you're the guy's fucking 40. We yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't he, slow, he slows down a lot. So, ah. um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig to the body. I'm going to push the pace. And I'm going to break him. So I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life. I always come in shape, prepared. And that's just my style anyways, just to grind you out. So um yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get going right away. What do, what do you expect from him, Jared? What do you, what do you think his strategy is gonna be? Obviously you think he's gonna take you down, or what what do you think his approach is gonna be? I mean, I think we know what his approach is. You know, try to get me maybe against a cage in the clinch. She's a Greco guy. He doesn't have great doubles or singles. Um I've been working with really high-level guys, wrestlers, uh, Jordan Oliver, who is uh, an Olympic alternate, one of the best wrestlers our country's seen. And um, a lot of other guys that are Greco guys that I train with. And it's like, what is he going to do? Punch and kick me and wrestle me? Just like everyone fucking else. So what's the difference? He's not. I don't think he's going to do anything I've never seen before. I've seen it all, so and I'm ready for it all. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush it. I'm gonna crush it. Are you still doing cold plunges? Maybe that's why you're so comfortable outside right now. By the way, um, I tried doing them. I, I'm a fucking pussy. I can't do it for more than ten seconds. How long do you stay in for? And would you actually go in this temperature? I'm at 39 degrees. My my it's called polar pit, uh, and I'm in there for ten minutes. Wow. Yeah, but I feel, yeah, I mean, I'm shivering my ass off. And, but, man, the rest of the day, I feel great. And when I do it at nighttime, I recover, and I feel way better when I wake up. So, 
When you're shivering in there, is there a moment, I'm sorry, but is there a moment like, or if I get past the first 30 seconds, it's something I can tolerate a little bit, or is it torture the whole 10 minutes, or is there a, a point that you have to break where you can actually feel okay for a little bit? Um, I mean, when I get in there, I'm like, oh, you know, but then a couple minutes, I'm good. And then, you know, it starts to get worse. But like after like seven minutes, you're like, all right, I kind of want to get out of here now. But, uh, you know, I know my my PT guy's like, yo, 10 minutes. So that's what I do. Wow. Ah, shit, man. I don't even like when it, it takes time for my shower to get warm. I'm like, <laughs> I'm you know? in the same boat, bro. But I just do what they tell me to do. You know, if you told me to fucking eat dog shit and I would be a better fighter, I would probably eat dog shit. Yeah, Lyoto, Lyoto Machida would wash that down with a shot of piss. <laughs> anyway, that's not my fucking style. I remember hey. when uh, Marquez fought Pacquiao and he was he was drinking his piss. And I think Pacquiao knocked him out and I was like, oh, I guess I won't be really drinking my piss anytime soon. Imagine that. You're doing that. You're like, oh, this better help me. You're walking around with yeah. piss breath. Anyway, you know, our producer was saying before you came on, he goes, look, he goes, I feel with, with, uh, with, uh, with, with the background of Gordon, he, he could, he could write a book. And nowadays we found out from the great Ben Askren, you could write a book without actually even having to write a goddamn thing. He could yeah. just talk yeah. to somebody. I, that's what's really amazing to me. These people, like I could talk to somebody and give them my story. They'll write it down and then I'll go to people and go, Hey man, I just wrote my life story. I just sure. had a fucking sentence because I'm a moron. Yeah. But would you ever think about doing that? Because man, you got an inspiring story, dude. You're, well, you're, you're fighting Madison Square Garden now, but God knows you've been through it all. I got one guy that already he he already did a draft of my book. Oh shit. Um and really? uh, Rory Carp also he wrote a movie script for me. Uh, Rory, the one, nice. the one who was from Dana White looking yeah, for him. Which is amazing. Yeah, he already wrote he already wrote the script for me. Took us like two, three years. Uh and this other guy, Mike, I know from the city, he uh owns a, a book publishing company and he already he's you know started on the book. Um but yeah, man, I think my, my story is really just beginning, dude. Like, ah. this is, you know, fighting a massive square guard. My grandfather fought here four times. He was a pro boxer. Oh, shit. He grew up, he grew up in Harlem. Um, he was 38 and three as a pro, really good boxer. Uh, my, you know, my family, we're all from New York. I, I used to train at Henzo's down the block from MSG for, you know, nine, 10 years. Um, you know, I, I was born in Manhattan, raised in Queens, and I used to shoot heroin in Penn Station underneath wow. underneath MSG. So this is just like the start, I think, you know? For me, I got a lot of things that I'm I'm trying to do and work on. And you know, fighting is is my way to make a platform. So I'm gonna fight for as long as I can and get as high as I can go. And but I really think this is like the start right here. So it feels, uh, now you get a lot of family and friends and if so, how do you feel about that? Do you prefer to kind of be off to yourself when you fight or do you like having the support of family and friends? How does it affect you? Yeah, I got my best friends and my wife right here sitting, sitting nice. next to me. My family's coming, obviously. I got all my friends coming. We're having a big dinner Friday night at, you know, Trattoria, La Contro and Astoria in my old neighborhood. Uh, uh, I love having my family and friends around and, you know, it's like, this is what I've dreamed for, right? So I'm gonna go fucking get it. I gotta, I gotta go out there and get it, man. That's it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, well, congratulations too. It, it is a big, uh, and again, especially for someone who grew up in New York, I think everyone appreciates the garden, but especially someone who grew up in uh, New York. And, uh, and again, you're a big advocate for long-term recovery and all that stuff, uh, which is very inspirational to a lot of people. I'm sure you know that. Yeah, that's the goal, man. You know, I just want to help people and use my platform for unselfish reasons. You know, congrats awesome. on your congrats on your second wedding anniversary, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You plan on having any, having any kids anytime soon? No, no pressure. I know your wife's right there. I got a dog. I got a dog. Ah. He's, a, 
he's a puppy, so it's a pain in my he's a pain in my ass. I love him though. Uh, but no, my wife is a gymnast. She's getting back into gymnastics at 30. She was she was college gymnast. She's been doing gymnastics her whole life. Then she did the Ninja Warrior. She's getting back into to competing. And she also owns three businesses. She's franchising one business. So she doesn't she doesn't have time to be pregnant, I don't think. So you're both very busy. Yeah, you're busy. You're a, you're a so we're just, yeah, I, we're trying. You know, maybe so we'll if it doesn't work out, maybe we'll like find some kid from Romania or something and Yeah. Hey, listen. Adopt, adopt him. <laughs> That that's beautiful. Hey, let me ask you, Jared. I'm gonna let you go too. I want to get you get, make sure you stay warm. Uh, when everything's said and done, your story is still being written. But when we do get done with fighting, you know, I don't want this to come out the wrong way. Like right now, you're concentrating on this. You're fucking, and I don't think you'll ever go back to anything. But what are you, what's gonna be your? This is your passion now. When you're done with this, is there something else you think you're gonna delve into that's gonna become? Your next, yeah, action. I I don't know if I'm wording this right. What is going to be your after you're done fighting? Any plans? How about that? Yeah, I got. I already have you know things lined up. Uh, okay. Prob. I'm gonna eventually open a treatment center. You know, uh-huh. and uh, we're looking at Nevada as a place we want to do like you know high level athletes and regular you know common folk. But um, that's the plan, man. Open a treatment center and help people and um you know be in the recovery field i still want to be involved in fighting like help guys yeah corner guy i you know i'm never going to go away from fighting but so that's awesome man that is awesome that's so great and then i whenever that book or movie gets done or whatever let us know man of course our producer make it like he came up with something of course you're writing a fucking book yeah (laughs) well look good you know it's good talking to you, uh, uh, Jared. You're such an interesting guy and such a great fighter. So have a great fight on Saturday, man. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again. Appreciate yeah. it, guys. Thanks so much. Okay, Take pal. Care, Take care. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal And when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. He's always such a good dude, man. I like yeah, Jared. yeah. Sitting outside, and and uh, yeah, you're right. We did find him on Dana White, looking for a fight. For a fight, you like the way I do that? I like it I a lot. I'm really looking, and then I do the old, the old fighting Ooh. thing. I See, I would have, I would have done it different. What would you have done? Looking for a fight. No, that, that's uh, all right. That was a fight. Uh, I'm going to tell Professor Michael J that you're fucking doing this shit. And they probably like it. It's, it's to distract people during my jujitsu lesson. And then I choke them. Hey, we're still going to get together with that. Hey, well, well, listen, this show I hope so. Up. I'll be a fucking purple belt before I finally see you. Halfway to Jedi. Um, we did all, we did all picks. Yep. 
We didn't pick Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie, Jessica. I think uh, she's got to weather that first round. I think that Jessica will be aggressive. Uh, I think Mackenzie takes her down in the second round and finds a way to finish her. Second round stoppage. Yeah. Although Jessica's dangerous in that first round, if she gets a hold of me, she's fighting for, you know, you lost three straight fights. You're fighting for a lot. So, um, Oh, that's so funny that he just wrote that, that fucker. Cause I was about yeah. to literally say that Jake, Jake, the mighty ginger, get out of my head. Get out of there. Listen, a lot of room to run around. Excuse me. Nothing. Making fun of me. Riz? <laughs> Not. <laughs> that was a reaching versus loopy Godinez. Yes. Holy sugar. What do you think of that? Um, nine and one. I mean, uh, she's four and one in the UFC. Tabitha and uh, Loopy six and three in the UFC. It's ten against thirteen. Yeah, it's a it's a both are ranked. That's a great uh, fight, man. That's a really that's fucking good fight. fight. I'm not picking it. It's too. It's too. Uh, you know, it's too close. In my I take. Uh, I think Tabitha. Um, really? Uh, yeah, I think she winds up winning it by decision. You know what? I'll go with Loopy. Okay. All right. Tabitha's on a four-fight winning streak. Thank yeah. you, Jake. I'm still going with Loopy. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, I want to say good luck to the Serolongo fighters. That is Bazooka. Yes. Uh, Nazim will like it. Nazim uh, is fighting. And also... Um, Matt Favola, who's on the main card. Yes, he is. You no. Know? Who's he and fighting? I, who's Matt fighting Matt? He's a, a, a Saint Denis. Oh, Benoit Saint Denis. Right, right, right. Yes. I'm going to say it like that, too. I'm so cool. Oh, shit. Look yeah. at uh, Diego Lopez versus Pat Sabatini. Yeah. Sabatini. Sabatini. Dude, it's going to be a Isn't that the opening fight of the main card? Am I crazy? It is. Yeah. It is. And back in the day, I was the opening card. Opening I, fight. Opening fight when I fought Frank Trigg. Why do you got to, dude, do you have any shame? Stop bringing up the fight. You embarrass me. I know, but it always just makes me Jimmy, happy. Jimmy, it was like this. Look, oof. It's fit, oof. I Did it clapped. feel good? Oh, 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 oh Jimmy. <laughs> so fucking orgasmic. All right. What do we want to, let's, let's plug the fights at MSG this weekend, which I cannot wait. Yeah, let me get the. I, I already closed the. Hold on, Matt. Let me just do this Don't properly. Stop me now. I'm having a good time, Jimmy. Huge I'm night. Having a ball. I'm the. I do a 40s and overs class. You know that masters class over. Oh. 40. You got to be if you're 39. No. Nope, Fuck you. You ain't getting in. Can't hang out with us yet. Jump on the other side of the room. Hang out with Carol. Do the Colombo kickboxing because you're not. Jumping in my master's class. I will check IDs. But uh, it's fun. Anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? UFC 295. It is uh, in a, in a really a great card. This was supposed to be uh, Jones Stipe, but instead uh, Jones got hurt. The main card is Yuri Prohovska, Alex Pajeda, fighting for the light heavyweight championship. Now, because John is hurt, there is an interim heavyweight title. Sergey Pavlovich, number two, against Tom Aspinall, number four. And then, of course, the featured bout is Jessica Andrade against Mackenzie Dern, Matt Frivola, Benoit St. Denis, we just, and Diego Lopez against Pat Sabatini. Great, great card. Early prelims start at 6 p.m. on ESPN Plus, 8 p.m. Eastern, of course, ESPN News, ESPN Plus for the prelims, and the main card. 10 o'clock ESPN plus pay-per-view. Jimmy, yes, sir. if it's possible to have too much fun, I think we did. But We're guilty as, char guilty as charged. <laughs> I'll talk to you when, Jimmy. See you, buddy. Talk to you I'll soon. I'll see you all. I'm going to talk over the weekend. I'm going to show Hope you so. Maybe FaceTime. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. 
The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.